What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flawed Dad's Guide to Parenting, the podcast all about the average flawed dad learning to be a better parent. Today's topic is all about the differences in parenting between a mom and a dad. Join Warren and I as we talk about what the data says about the differences in parenting of the sexes, as well as us dancing around some opinions about why that may be. We don't want to get into too much trouble with our wives. We had a good laugh. Also, as always, if you're new to the show, please subscribe. It really helps us out. You'll be notified every Tuesday and Thursday when we release new episodes. Stick around and listen as two flawed dads try not to screw up their kids too bad. Good evening, Warren. Hey, Graham. How are you doing? Well, we are both very aware of how we're doing. (laughs) And the answer is hot AF. Yes. It is stifling uh, here. It is... Well, compared comparatively stifling, right? We've changed locations for recording too, in order to try to beat the heat, and we're sitting here in your basement, and I am still sweating. Yes, so we neither of us have air conditioning. No, because we uh, live in, in our it. house because we live in a fairly temperate climate that yeah. it doesn't need it, and there's wind where we are as well. So yeah. a lot of time it cools down. Where we're recording right now, it's 24 degrees in my basement. And that is wonderful. It's mm-hmm. comparatively <laughs> so cold <laughs> compared to everything else. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the family uh, are at the beach right now, enjoying uh, the water, right? To cool it down as well. Yeah. So I couldn't help but think that looking at the way that Vanessa is preparing and packing things together and things like that, boy, there are some definitely significant difference in between moms versus dads for sure and so that's what i want to talk about the different parenting styles of moms versus dads yeah and i know you and i have our thoughts about just from our own experiences about the differences in between the two but unfortunately um the two of our experiences are not necessarily the same (laughs) as everyone else in the world are you saying that they're purely anecdotal they're not they're not science-based that's right (laughs) and that's where i think we, for the most part, are trying to uh, go beyond just our own experiences and judgment and yes. look at what uh, the data is also suggesting, which isn't necessarily always correct as well, but at least it's probably more correct um, than anything else. Unless Science-based you're, analysis of topics? Uh, it's hard no. to find a lot of times when you're really <laughs> searching. And then also, you don't necessarily know the study as well. Yeah. Like it, it's a lot of grain of salt, um, but I feel like it's a, at least a bigger picture um, sure. than just both of our impressions of yeah. things because both of our wives are very selfless in how they act. For sure. Um, like and, I, as back to your example of them going to the beach. I mean, my wife had a list of things that needed uh, needed to be brought to the beach. Right. You know, hats, sunscreen, water, uh, all kinds of stuff, um, you know, cover-ups, towels, all that sort of thing. If I had packed them up to go to the beach... I'm chuckling because would I... Have, <laughs> I would have piled them in the car. Yeah. I'd have been like, get everything you need. If you forget it, you're kind of screwed. So... Don't have a bathing suit? Not my problem. Yeah. Guess we're swimming naked. <laughs> exactly. And I am very much the same way, and that was part of the discussion that I had. Um, with Vanessa as well, um, mm. is saying like, hey, this is this sounds like a blame thing to a degree, but because you think about everything, that does make 
me not think about anything. Right. Right. And if you didn't bring anything, granted, you would be annoyed in that moment <laughs> because nothing would get brought. There would no shoes. There'd be no towels. We're all thirsty, but there's no water around. Yeah. Right. Uh, one person might have a hat. Nobody has sunglasses. Yeah. Like there's just so many things forgotten. Right. So either we turn around or we suffer through it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I said, but that's a teachable moment. I think. Yeah. I think it's mo- it's an opportunity for everyone else to pick up their game a little bit. Yes. And uh, we could approach it as a blame to mum, uh, which is not the right way at no. all. And I know I've caught my kids a couple of times saying, hey, mom, like, why didn't you bring this? I'm like, you just walked your ass into the car there, lady, and did nothing. So I also did nothing for the most part, but I ain't complaining. That's right. That's right. You get to do one of two things, bring your own stuff or complain. I very much appreciate every time I say thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize the, uh, I, and I could do more. I recognize that, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things that you just realize over time. You kind of just get into the groove of things, and uh, it happens. Anyway, so it's fathering. That's, uh, I think it's just human nature a lot of the times, right? If there's someone else that does a task, like yeah. a janitor at, at the office or something, you play right? to your strengths. Yeah, they're yeah. they're always the ones that cleaning up, etc. So you, you're like, well, I'm not going to clean. Calling your wife the janitor? No, I'm not making that comparison <laughs> whatsoever. It was the first analogy I could think of. Yeah, that's not an analogy really related. Bad. Hey, Vanessa, this is not an analogy regarding to our parenting. Actually, I do a lot of the mopping and sweeping, and uh, I like vacuuming. It's very mm-hmm. similar to cutting the lawn, which I also enjoy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, wiping, mm-hmm. I don't really do, admittedly. But anyways, Side it's not a comparison, yeah. but I'm saying whatever it is, yeah, Warren's doing the shovel thing. Yeah. No, I don't dig myself out of this because that's not yeah, my intention. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if that's what it sounds like. No, I wholeheartedly was not thinking. Okay. So tell me the science, Graham. Tell me the science here. Well, I think first what we want to do is we had a bit of a description a few podcasts ago and we talked about the different parenting styles. Like... 30 podcasts ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. It was one of our earlier ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Warren's memory is far better with regards to the, the categorization of things. And so we put down the four different um, parenting styles. Different parenting styles. Yeah. And that was, I guess, just quickly, there actually started with three parenting styles. And that was authoritarian, authoritative, and permissive. And that was created back uh, in 1971 by a lady named Diane. Diana Baumrind, we'll say. <laughs> then in 1983, two other dudes split the permissive parenting style and added neglectful to the list. So that's where the four that we came up with. So we had authoritarian, which is like, we, we made the analogy before, major pain, like do as I say, you know, no consequences, har- harsh consequences, sorry. Then there's the authoritative, um, which is... Clear and concise boundaries yeah. with uh, an understanding of um, the consequences if you're out of line, that sort of thing. Still some some care and, and concern and love yeah. in there, etc. Um, permissive, more on the care side, um, less so on the discipline side. Inconsistent dis- uh, discipline, inconsistent rules. Um, yes. Yeah. So 
in and, looking at this article on the moms versus dads thing, um, putting this together, there were three other ones that I don't think, no, we did not address. Not I don't think. I know we didn't. You missed neglectful in there too. Neglectful was the fourth. I said that we split. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Yeah, we didn't describe it, but I think yeah. that that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does If anyone under, doesn't understand what neglectful means, well, look it up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can neglect to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> Nobody listening to this podcast is going to be a neglectful parent. Well, or if they are, yeah. kudos. Yeah, you're, you're on the right path. Yeah, you're digging your way out of that because yeah. anyone's listening to this is... Uh, mm-hmm presumably not um, at least thinking about doing that anymore. Okay. So then I realized that the times have changed. I don't know when these started coming up, but there are three new types of parenting styles, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more, probably another podcast. Um, But one is called attachment parenting. And that's where the parent is very nurturing and present in the attach in the child's life. Okay. They'll be there for every milestone, right? They want to be as involved as possible. They encourage physical contact, spooning at nighttime, kissing and embracing them often. Like attachment parenting, I think, is pretty aptly named mm. um, for what you would expect uh, for that type of parenting. Right. Literally attached to the hip. It, it, yeah. Very connected, very loving, embracing, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, that's as much as we'll, we'll go into right there. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the helicopter slash overbearing parenting what do you think of that yeah that i'm not a huge fan of helicopter parenting yeah exactly rushing in to protect your child from every potential harm that could befall them and you know that's it's overprotective and it it winds up coddling and yeah you even have a story i do have more recently about (sighs) their one of my one of my daughters got along with this uh, young boy really well, and they wrote some affectionate uh, notes back and forth to each other through uh, Kids Messenger, and the parents um, got involved, saying that you know the notes were inappropriate, that sort of thing. And unfortunately, they didn't come to me; they went to my parents uh, because they knew my parents better. Uh, and so rushed in and, and kind of like, this has to stop. And, and then um, next thing you know, one of my other daughters is having a, a conflict with this child and, and a group of girls that my daughter was involved in um, were leaving him out, supposedly. And so pop, 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 in they, in they rush. And it's, nope, like, you know, this, this daughter is, is, you know, treating our son poorly and straight to my parents again who then call me and and it's just like okay i'm starting to realize that it's not my kids that are maybe the problem it's it's maybe that there's a little bit of helicoptering going on yeah and like come on kids are kids like let them let them work it out themselves they'll sort it out so and if you don't let them work it out themselves they don't develop the skills to what's going to happen navigate uh you know the social system i feel for many many teachers out there i can understand why 
there's burnout and like yeah. lack of motivation, et cetera. And it's probably because of the helicopter parents coming in and saying, you disciplineless Mr. Little Johnny here, why didn't they, or why didn't they get this A in the test? Little Johnny's perfect and can't do it. Mm-hmm. They do everything right. Um, look I, at this penmanship. Yeah. That looks very similar to yours there, Mrs. Smith. Um, no, no, no. That's little Johnny's. They do it at home. And anyways, I have a really difficult time with parents who are incapable of seeing the flaws in their children because we are all flawed. Yeah. Whether you're an adult, whether you're a child, we all have personalities that have strengths and weaknesses and, and we all carry those flaws. And for a parent to be so overbearing and overprotective and I, I, I understand wanting to pump your kids up, right? And yeah. and give them self confidence and those sorts of things. But at the same time, kids need to recognize where they fall short so that they can improve in those areas. And if you're constantly telling them they're perfect, they they're never going to we'll go back to that episode yeah. on praise. Yeah. Like jeez Get over it. Help your kids. How old were these individuals? And I ask this because I have a feeling that the helicopter style of parenting perhaps was more of a a fad. Like maybe people, they're Gen parents X parents now. Yeah. Okay. Gen X parents with the, with a, a young kid. Right. Right. Yeah. So hopefully it's just more of a temporary ish thing yeah. and uh that doesn't continue do you on. think it's do you think it would be more present with parents with only one child you would imagine so wouldn't you yeah i would i, I would, would imagine so, so but i don't have the science to back that up it'd be purely anecdotal yeah exactly i mean just our feelings is probably ain't nobody got time for yeah. helicoptering a couple or three yeah. or kids <laughs> like no i mean there's you're you're practicing Maybe a little bit, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess that brings the the people that are probably have three plus children could possibly be going into the seventh type of parenting okay. style, which is the free range parenting style. I can identify more with this, but I'm not a free range parent. <laughs> it, you would think that at least it, at least as the kids get the, the younger and younger kids within the pack of three plus are probably more in this free range yeah. parenting style. And that's seemingly where parents give their kids a whole lot more freedom to do things on their own, right? Like riding their bus, the bus on their own yeah, or going out at night. And I mean, I certainly, I, I do some of this. Like I let the kids take the dog for the, for a walk on their own, right down to, down to the park. Right. Um, you know, we've had conversations with them about their body and, and their ability to choose, you know, what clothes they wear. Like my girls enjoy wearing a tummy top. I don't care. Like if, if that's how they want to express themselves, then all so be it. Right. Like we had a conversation today about smoking. Was it today or yesterday? One or the other. Um, one of my daughters was holding up a French fry and pretending that it was a cigarette. And, and so we had a conversation about cigarettes and smoking. I'm like, look, smoking's dumb. Like anybody who does it willfully destroys their health. So, you know, it's up to you. I'm going to tell you the science behind it, but I'm going to let you make the decision. I would prefer, and I explained addiction to them and that kind of stuff. I can't stop you from doing it, but I'm going to tell you that it's really stupid to do. Right. So you make a choice when you're older. If somebody comes up and offers it to you, I would suggest you say, no, that's not for me. I don't need to do that. Smoking as well, it seems it's such a bizarre thing in terms of how 
it's an acquired thing. Like you have to be committed to smoking, yeah. right? Like the first drag or two, I mean, I've never smoked before, but certainly I would imagine it is exactly as horrible as being around someone and inhaling it. Like it cannot be an enjoyable thing. There, I guess there's a bit of like a, a rush from the oxygen deprivation to your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and the nicotine and the other chemicals that, that go into your body, but I don't know. It's no, it, you taste like an ashtray. Yeah. Like everything's oh, gross yeah. afterwards. I remember so. kissing one person once that had smoked before. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? This is, I have never tasted an ashtray, but I feel like this is exactly what an ashtray would feel like. <laughs> so I, the, the point of that story, the point of the story is that if you consider allowing kids to make their own choices free range, then maybe I'm a bit more of a free range parent, but right. I do step in a lot yeah. and provide instruction and, and say, you know, that's a really dumb choice. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. like, let's, let's make some better life choices today. They still want to know everything that's going on with their kid too, though. Right. Like you just, I think yeah. they just, otherwise it's neglect. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're still they're involved. Still... They're just, they're, they're letting the leash out a lot yeah. more for them to explore and make mistakes, yeah. I suppose, and learn from that, et cetera. So I never thought that I would fall into a frame range parenting framework. I never thought that that would be me where I would, you know, when talking about my girls and, and dating boys or anything like that, I always thought I'd be the guy sitting on the porch with a shotgun, you right. know, waiting for the boy to, to come pick her up, that kind of thing. And as the girls get older and I realize that I value the relationship I have with them more than I do, you know, being scary to some guy. Like, I, I want my girls to feel like they can come and talk to me yeah. about this kind of stuff. Yeah, which is nice. I put way more value in that. And if that's free range or new age parenting or whatever, I'd much rather go that direction yeah. than... Yeah. So the, now that we've got that all the way, like, <laughs> the, the the baseline of the different types of parenting... Yeah everyone can potentially fall into different types of stuff. Um, and so the question is ultimately like do mothers and fathers parent dear differently as a whole. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I can tell you that yes, it does exist between Vanessa and I and your wife and you, we've already talked about that in terms of managing. That was a podcast before. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just different personalities. Right. I mean, children respond differently to different things. Uh, there's so many different factors out there. Um, and so we wanted to look to see if there were any studies out there that says things. Um, and so we found a study that was, that looked at 2,600 parents. Um, That's a good size study. Yeah. It, it was in Australia. So I don't know whether a Southern hemisphere just flips everything upside down and, uh, mums or dads. So it's the and dads opposite are here? Yeah, it Is could that... be. Right. It's, that's clearly how it goes. Toilets flush the opposite way. Right. Therefore right. everything else is opposite. Uh, it must be right. <laughs> okay um <laughs> what they found is that dads spend less time than mums arguing and yelling at their children right and you i think when we were talking about that before you mm -hmm. say like yeah okay i can i guess that makes sense yeah but but they also spend less time talking to them about their day right yeah I and I would think that that's probably the reason for less conflict. Yeah, and maybe they don't spend as much time arguing and yelling at the children because, by and large, and I think I have that statistic somewhere yeah. else that like fathers are more strict about the delivery of, by and large, mm 
um, fathers are more direct in mm-hmm. terms of what they're doing. Um, Less room for misunderstanding and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Dads, however, in the study, uh, they said they were less satisfied with the time they spent with their kids and wanted to spend more time with them overall. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. I, yeah. I would say that I would like to spend more quality time with my kids. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm particularly less satisfied with my time if it ends up in an argument or a disagreement. Yeah. Like I'd really like to spend more time where it's engaged in an activity that we can both enjoy that doesn't result in <laughs> conflict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be relationship building. Yeah. yeah. Not destroying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it started off on a high and and uh, let's try and can we flip that somehow you know it's like let's just take it's like me and golfing right like i'm horrible right up and down etc and then as long as you have uh, the final two holes or something like that if you play well yeah yeah that golf game was pretty good i enjoyed it yeah Yeah, that was overall awesome yeah let's do it again that's what you're going for that's right by and large i would imagine to i think statistically speaking that fathers are still working more going out and employed during the days. Whereas if there is someone going to be stay at home, it's going to be the mother. Yes. From a statistical perspective, I I believe that's still the case. And so if that's the case in the study as well, then yeah, dad's wanting to spend more time um, is possible because like, they're out working, doing yeah, things like that. They don't that. feel like they're getting the same opportunities to spend time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which may also be a part of why they spend less time arguing and yelling at their kids just because they're less present. Right. Here, here's a bunch of candy so you can love yeah. me. Yeah. I want to spend more time with you. <laughs> uh, men also want to be more consistent in their parenting. Which want is interesting. Be, want to be or are more consistent. No, wanted want to, to be, be more, more consistent. Con- yeah, I would like to be more consistent in my parenting. I, I would. I mean, that's why I've done everything I have to try and reduce the yelling. For sure, is is wanting to be more consistent, more level in the reactions that my kids get from me. Now, how so today? When you when you talk to when Lily we had there, conflict between our kids. That's right. Yeah. Where was that in terms of your your level of what you would consider yelling or whatever it is. Like where, where would you give that? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so that like before, before this podcast, before whatever it is, would that have been uh, eight and a half? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. I mean, whatever yeah. that is, it would have been a straight to the car kind of thing. Like yeah. when she's screaming at your kid, it would have been like, yeah, you're done. You're out. My two and a half year old sometimes is, oh, she's an asshole sometimes. <laughs> a lot of the time she stares. I think we were out at a campsite. Yeah. And she picked up, like in a blink of an eye, she picked up a water bottle. She stared at you and poured it all over the Caesar salad. Big fresh thing of Caesar salad for everyone, right? Poured big giant water bottle. Like, why? Why would you do that? It's just, you know, that's what she does. She's a destroyer. <laughs> 73% of dads say they um, they set household rules about the children's free time versus 84% of moms saying the same. That's interesting. So both perceive that they're setting the rules, 
but more moms believe that they are the rule makers. Right. Okay. Or that there's some type of hybrid where both mom and dad are both setting the rules together okay. and establishing it, right? Like you sat down uh, with the family and created yeah. that like sort of credo overall, yeah. right? That was a collective type of agreement. Yeah. Uh, maybe the same thing occurs with, or it doesn't. And then just in their mind, they're like, well, I set the rules around here. Yeah. <laughs> Other people. Uh, but certainly statistically speaking, at least more moms are saying that than dads. Do you think you set the rules in, in your house or do you think Vanessa sets them? That's a, I would say it depends. I think okay. we trade off on things. I'm, I Depending set the rules a lot more. It's important to. Yeah, okay. exactly. I mean, Vanessa, I don't really particularly care too much about mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of more of like, well, free range in that style. Like, Hey, that's, you do you on your room or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If it gets broken or something like that, well, that's that's on you. Not replacing it. Yeah, you, you do whatever it is, right? Don't have any clean clothes. Well, again, that's also on you. I'm not. I'm not folding out your your servant here, right? Um, whereas Vanessa cannot stand an untidy place, and right. she will clean it up. Um, so there, she's definitely a whole lot more like, okay, go clean up your room, please. And I try and help. Okay, let's everyone clean up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it is nicer to have a clean place. I don't yeah. deny it. But um, man, like chewing, chewing with the mouth open mm-hmm. it drives me up the wall right. hearing it. And so I've been reminding uh, our oldest for years to do it. Yeah. And so at this point in time, I'm like, all right, I think you can agree that I've reminded you a lot and you're still not changing it. So now I got a result to some type of consequence here. Right. And every time you do this, then I'm going to do this. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired of doing it. You don't seem to affect anything. And if you don't change, then things are just going to get ramped up more. So yeah. this is all incumbent on you. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. And I think you can, I would imagine that you probably don't think this is uh, unjust here. Like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I've done it long enough. There's been ample, ample warning. Yeah. I would say where you in our house, Probably Rachel makes most of the rules. There's a couple of particular things that I will stand up and say, no, this is like absolutely not, even if Rachel disagrees with it. But the vast majority of the rules, I would say, are Rachel's rules, and I en- I'm the enforcer of them. Ah. Right? It's um, because Rachel will set a rule, and then the girls tiptoe across the line of the rule, and then right. they're like, well, testing. mom hasn't done anything about it, so let's take a couple of giant leaps testing. and see how far we can go. <laughs> and then dad comes in and... Right, shuts that down right it. now. Yeah. That's it. No, that's your mom's rule. We're going back and you're going to apologize to mom for breaking the rule. What is a household rule? Like taking your shoes off and putting them away? Yeah. Is that a household that rule? Clearing, the, clearing your plates after dinner. See, that um, type of stuff, I'm... I'm they're saying like, hey, mm-hmm. when you get up, bring your plate. Like, I, But I'm saying that more because, hey, I'm not doing this work. And Kevin Vanessa yeah. like, no, no, we're all here. Like, let's all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, shoes going away or putting the shoes away, et cetera. Like if I walk in, there's an explosion, which typically happens. Right? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, you're – I don't want to do this work. Yeah. No <laughs> right? food on the couch. Right. No, no food in our bedroom. 
um, you know, the the sort of basic household rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so that's that's that. Moms also feel more confident in their parenting and more able to talk to teachers and more likely to go to first time parents groups, which I, I mean, oh, yeah. that to me, I'll stop right there. That goes without saying, because I, I went, uh, when McKenna <laughs> COVID has existed, uh, since our, our youngest was in that zone. So we haven't gone to anything. Yeah. Um, but McKenna uh, we went to a baby group. I went with Vanessa as well. And it's just, it was a circle of mums mm-hmm. all singing like a nursery rhyme with the hand yeah. signs and things like that. And I did not know the nursery <laughs> rhymes, which if I had been told ahead of time, it would have been handy to have like gotten a little preparation and you like got on YouTube and yeah. memorized them all. Things. Yeah. Because yeah. then, then at least you're with it. But so um, now imagine sitting there, not knowing anything of what's going on or what the routine is and seeing everyone humming the same thing with mm. the same actions of the babies. I was like, this is a cult. This is <laughs> like, where's the Kool-Aid? Don't that drink it, cult. please. Yeah. This is, is ridiculous like i was very uncomfortable with how everyone was singing things like that that's a great analogy for parenthood (laughs) because we're always trying to get other people to join it yeah but we know the pain it's gonna cause them when they come in drink it it's delicious join us please yeah i saw this i saw this video the other day and it was um uh, a teacher from the school calling a dad and the, the dad's, you know, he's in his truck, he's, he's working and the teacher calls and asking him a question about something or other. And then dad goes, so you saw the mom's number and my number on the contact sheet for, for my daughter. And you thought, I'll call the dad. He'll know. Like, have you ever met parents before? <laughs> Why on earth would you go out of those two people? I'm going to call the dad for this information. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, if the teacher calls me, I know, I know that something has gone horribly wrong. Because <laughs> it's always Rachel first. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, mums also have a larger support system, probably because they've all been indoctrined with the baby groups. Yeah, the- the baby called. Yeah. Uh, however, they feel more anxious and depressed due to parenting. For sure. Right. Yeah. I think there's, I think moms determine a lot more of their self-worth on the success of parenting. Yeah. Whereas as a lot of dads have found other outlets. Sorry. So why don't you go on to the next point? It sort of brings into the fact that overall like that dads are happier parents yes than moms yes exactly um, so there's a study called uh parenthood is associated with greater well-being for fathers than mothers and uh that so it's suggesting that fathers are more happy than mothers overall fathers are reporting greater happiness subjective well-being psychological need satisfaction um and they're, they're reported much greater happiness, whereas mothers reporting lower happiness compared with uh, their other activities. Right. And this uh, is a massive, this is 18, a 3,000 participants. Yeah, it's a three, it was a three part study and this is where they came at 18,000 participants. So that is, I mean, pretty conclusive there that overall, um, 
parenthood was associated with more positive well-being outcomes for fathers than for mothers. Yeah. And I told this to my wife and she's like, yeah, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and this is what we already wrote down as well. It's probably because the mothers are exhausted yeah. um, of doing everything for everyone. Yeah. And she, uh, Vanessa brought up an excellent point that guys seemingly overall are able to check out and probably do some more like self care for mm. themselves than mothers do. Right. Oh, for the, sure. Like the, there's no off switch for females. Um, I, it was not that long ago. I rewatched what women want with yeah. Mel Gibson there. Yeah. And I mean, there was no disagreements with Vanessa sitting there about all these different things are going on. And it was like the, the big pitch at the end of it was how much women think about everything all the yeah. time. Like, and this is, it was a Nike pitch, right? And like, yeah. it was, it was a crux of it. And, and watching that again, I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I believe it right there. There's no downtime for them to be able to take a nap or uh, go do this because they're like, oh, well, I, I should be doing something else i should be cleaning up or doing this or whatever it is whereas guys i think your brain has downtime yeah you do like you have you have moments where you're thinking about nothing or or no. or do you, <laughs> you distract yourself with something else like i i think that's the yeah, difference that's I don't, okay I don't that's think, fair i don't think dads necessarily have downtime in that they're just you know blank stare mm-hmm. i think it's that we're comfortable in allowing our ourselves to be distracted by something else. Okay. Yeah, I I would say yeah, that's that's fair. Because we don't feel the same obligation. I I would love to talk to a single dad about this. Mhm. And ask them if if they feel that they have a similar mindset to uh, a dad who's in a relationship where the mom is there and pulling a lot of the weight. Right? Cuz I I don't ever feel like I'm my brain shuts off, but that just may be my ADHD. I'm constantly hyper-focused on something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's right. I mean, I am always, I guess maybe it's a prioritization thing. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe like this is a good conversation that we're both thinking about here. Like we are able to say, okay, you know, you know what? I really want to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right. Whereas I think by and large females would be like, uh, I'd like to do this, but these okay. other things collectively are probably worthwhile doing more. So yeah. I'm going to do that instead. Yeah. Right. It's a choice of yeah. priorities. Whereas yes. guys will, I don't do it, but like golfing a lot, right? There are a lot of guys that go out and golf and they take off for six hours and totally content with doing that. Yep. It doesn't, I I can't do it uh, myself, but that's, mm-hmm. that's on like other people do it. I think too much a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, but They'll they'll switch off and bounce, right? Yeah. Um, I exercise every couple of days, right? That's sort of a thing there. And Warren, Warren, and a couple of my other buddies are that uh, am, am somewhat involved with. They're very much aware of the times that I do work out because they get hammered with a whole bunch of different text messages and thoughts about what things that I've been working on. Because I, it's one of the few times I actually get to sit and think about. Something because I'm not doing anything else. I'm not sitting yeah. in front of a computer trying to chase kids or whatever it is. You're like, mm-hmm. you're sort of there by your own thoughts to a degree, yeah. right? Because you're just exercising, you can't do anything else. Um, so, back with the statistics. Yeah. Uh, a study by Pew Research, which sounds like, uh, anyways, mm-hmm. in, in 2016, 
fathers spend an average of eight hours a week on childcare, uh, which is triple the amount of time they did in 1965. So good on fathers overall between 1965 and 2016, they've upped their game 300%. Yes. Right? From so, a very low level. <laughs> well, they, they put in about 10 hours a week of household chores in 2016, up from four hours in 1965. Okay. So 250% um, increase. Yeah. Not quite triple. Yeah. I don't know what, about triple, I guess the article said. Thank yeah. you. Um, it's a research study. So why not just put the actual percent? 250% is still not bad. Anyways, mothers spend on an average 14 hours a week on childcare and 18 hours a week on housework in 2016. So 32 hours a week in addition to their jobs. Yes, I believe, I haven't looked it up, I'm, I'm, as I recall, it was only looking at um, working parents. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just pull it up and we can keep talking about that in a second, but that's what I'm pretty sure. Regardless. Um, I would, you know, the stat that I would love to see associated with that is did the amount of hours that the, um, the mother spend actually go down as fathers went up? Or did it go up as well? And it just takes that much more time to raise a child at this point because you have significantly less support going on um, because families are living farther apart and they're more individualistic and you don't have that you know community to raise a child. Right. Right. The, the same article is talking about the the stay at home dads. Mm -hmm. Went and went up from four percent in eighty nine to twenty four percent in twenty sixteen. That's much higher than I thought it would be. Parents who work outside the home who say they are not working because they are taking care of home and family changed that much. Whereas it's actually decreased for mothers. It went from eighty six percent in eighty nine down to seventy eight percent in twenty sixteen. Okay. You know, so not as much. Um, uh, I'm just pulling it up here to see whether there's anything. Um. Anyways, I'll keep looking. So, so that's that. Yeah. So the real question is: Yes, of this entire thing, are mothers better parents than fathers? <laughs> that is the question, right? That's what we. Uh, what do you think? I think it's. I think it's tough. Um, I think the benefit of having two people involved in a child's life, whether they're both mothers, both fathers mother and father, whatever it may be, is you have contrasting styles, contrasting personalities. Um, you have a lot of different strengths and weaknesses being brought to the table in order to benefit the kids. And if they're working in conjunction, it's the best possible thing for the, for the children. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to take the the sitting on the fence approach here and not dig myself a grave with my wife <laughs> uh, and say, I, I think that it's, it's probably even that there are a multitude of roles required to properly raise ch children and that uh, doing it on your own, whether you're a dad or a mom is challenging and I think leaves gaps. So there are, yeah, I, it is an onion that is maybe not worthwhile uh, peeling <laughs> <laughs> because of that. I think 
I, I have not found a statistic to see. What I'm very interested in is um, it seems as overall, at least back from this 1971 sort of timeline, and it, it seems generally probably understood that the authoritative zone, and we talked about that in our yeah. uh, last podcast, or not last, the podcast we talked about it. Managing different parenting styles. That's the one. Yeah that the authoritative parent was probably the more preferred method of parenting. Yes. Um, it sets boundaries and uh, there I'm, I'm very certain that there are statistics out there saying that. So the question is, are fathers or mothers by and large, uh, are, there's a greater percentage of them authoritative than another sex, right? My feeling is that fathers are more authoritative um, yeah. in their zone. Yeah. And so, <laughs> ipso facto, if more fathers are more authoritative and uh, more th- and being authoritative as a parenting style is deemed to be <laughs> a better parenting style, then it can be inferred <laughs> that fathers are <laughs> better parents. There is a lot of clawing your way out of getting caught into an opinion there. <laughs> and my my opinion now is perhaps that is true, mm-hmm. but they're not in the fire as much. Right. And so it could be a lot easier uh, to be that authoritative parent when you're not been, you haven't been beaten down and cut because... Uh, yeah, it, it just those circumstances can yeah. change, right? I mean, we're we're down here exhausted from heat, et cetera, right? If yeah. you're if you're tired and hot, you get you're more cranky or yeah. shorter and things like that. So uh, that circumstance can exist. If you've been with a snot nosed kid, is pouring water and um, salad, salad, yeah. and dumping things out a whole bunch and having constant cleanup. Yeah, you're probably pretty short fuse at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So, what's that there? That doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're not capable of being the same authoritative person, just that by and large, yeah. mothers are around more. Well, and I think what we're doing right now, sitting here recording a podcast while our wives are at the beach with our kids right. is a perfect example Yes, and of them being in the line of fire. Because right. I know when Rachel gets home, she's going to be exhausted. And those three kids will have been pulling at her and bickering and will have her just run ragged and she's going to walk in the door and go, you're up. Right. Yes. Because there have been a couple moments here where we haven't spoken mm-hmm. and there's been no sound, which <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a rarity. Um, mm-hmm. Right. With mothers for the most part, you're they're attached uh, to the kids quite often. I, yeah. There, there's a, obviously there's, there's um, an exception to every rule. Like everything we're saying is based course. on, on average statistics, that sort of thing, but it's it's not a rule. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that dads aren't uh, some dads aren't incredibly present in their children's lives and and take up that role uh, wholeheartedly. And they should be, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we talked about that as well. I I haven't read the studies and I've, I've been pulling them up to try and uh, figure it out. But there's mm-hmm. one. Um, the title is Marital Stress and Children's Externalizing Behavior as Predictors of Mothers and Fathers Parenting. Interesting. So, suggests that mothers and fathers parenting may be differentially influenced by marital and child factors within the family. 
So marital stress is more influential in fathers than mothers parenting. So what you're saying is that that men showcase their stress in their parenting style more than than mothers do. If it's marital stress. Okay. Whereas um, other research shows that children's difficult behavior preferentially affects mother's parenting. Okay. So if, if your kids are assholes, then then parents, then, then, then the, the mothers is, are getting affected before you were. Whereas if, if the husband and wife are at each other, then the kids are going to get it from the dad. Yeah. Okay. And then there's another study out here where sociodemographic correlates uh, fathers and mothers parenting behaviors. Interesting. Um, fathers and mothers parenting behaviors differently related to parental factors such as age and employment child factors as well as social supports. Hmm. Um, so I didn't read that, but that's just another interesting one that uh, I can summarize in the, the blog post that yeah. we'll put out uh, yeah. after us, which uh, absolutely you should go and read. Yes. Um, because we put a lot of GD time into this thing. And <laughs> <laughs> someone better read it. <laughs> um, so that's sort of, it, it's tough to it, like everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's not as easy. I think, as I said, if you think of situations, right? Like, I was talking about earlier today. Children not just standing there and kicking someone all of a sudden for yeah. no reason, right? Yeah. But that person gets blamed for, okay, well, hey, you, you kicked little Johnny over here. Johnny is my favorite person. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you Like you did wrong here, but it could be that little Johnny has been slowly poking whatever it is, poking the bear, poking the bear for so long, which mm-hmm. is usually the case. There's something yeah. else that goes on. And so it's never as easy and cut and dry as saying, oh, yeah, uh, mothers and fathers are better parents. It yeah. seems as though everyone's trying to, to do uh, to do things. And so the last point is like, what are the similarities between um, mothers and fathers? Right. Um, and so there's actually, there's actually another study um, that looked at 667 parent couples. Okay. <laughs> it's very specific, like very specific. Well, we we're trying to go over six, seven hundred, but well, <laughs> just, they may there have, was not enough. They may have had some drop out of the study, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so they they looked at they actually have five different parenting styles that they put on the uninvolved, permissive, strict, overbearing. That was okay. the four different categorizations, plus a fifth one that they put as balanced, which. Okay. Which is what we somewhat alluded to in that the spectrum side of things. Like no one is one way or another. I think mm-hmm. that there are people that are probably right in the middle as yeah. well between everything, right? They're flexible in some things and strict on others and, and Well, and you may float between them based on, you know, what's going on in your life as as you were pointing out earlier. Yeah. And this article or this study is talking about how the balance style is considered optimal. Right. Right? So just like Everything balanced usually is uh, is pretty exactly. good. Yeah. Um, now, what was the data here? Um, so about so forty seven percent were fathers. Okay. Um, and what was the conclusion here? So it, break the breakdown between the five parenting styles. Um, mothers were 50% balanced. Fathers, 55% of them were balanced. Okay. Okay. 
I'll just stick with the mothers. 50% balanced. 19% were permissive. Maybe it's better to go. We'll just go balanced. Okay, that's the okay. column. I'm okay. sorry. I'm thinking as we're talking here. It's better to listen to it. In the balance category, mothers were 50%. Fathers were 55%. Okay. Is that clear to understand? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I got it. In the permissive column, mm -hmm. 19% of the study were mothers. Mm hmm 9% were fathers. Okay. So that's a pretty big differential yep. there. Yeah. Right? Um, overbearing, 15% going to mothers, 7% mm -hmm. going to fathers. Really? Yeah. Overbearing. Okay. Strict. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I saw the eyes thinking, oh, that's surprising. Okay. Strict, probably where everyone's thinking, 9% mothers, Okay. 18% fathers. Oh, okay. Okay. And uninvolved, mm -hmm. actually, 8% mothers, 11% fathers. I wouldn't have thought that that would be that close. No, I, that one was the most surprising one. I mean, strict makes a lot of sense. I'm surprised that men make up more more balanced. Yeah. So the, it's, a, it's an exact, it's almost, it, it's almost exactly the flip between mm -hmm. permissive and strict. Right. 90% mothers, 9% fathers and permissive, 9%. Do you think the, the overbearing dads are the, the sports dads that just cannot get out of their kids' ways? <laughs> That's right. Like the ones screaming on the side of the field or, or at the hockey rink at, at the coaches yeah. for not putting their kids in? Yeah. Two-thirds of parents say they don't use the same parenting style. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Which is probably why managing different parenting styles as a podcast is our one of our top uh, episodes, of our top episodes yeah. right? Yeah, um, and trying which to is do episode that. seven, by the way. Ooh, you looked it up specifically. Yeah, go did. listen to that; it's a yeah. banger. It is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and we did a follow up as well uh, yeah. about the repercussions of what happened with uh, you in, yeah. in your life a, yeah. a lot of the time. Um, so that's it's interesting. So. Um, the mother and father, what is it? Table two is the tabulation of mothers and fathers parenting styles and how they sort of cross over. Um, uh, it's too hard to describe. I won't. I'll have to we'll link it in the, in the uh, link it in the blog post. Um, well, again, there are very big words here for this other table. I'll, I'll leave that. But so, I guess, I mean, it, it surprisingly, mothers and fathers, a lot, the majority of them, 50 and 55% are balanced, right? They're, they're no yet, particular. Yet, two-thirds of, of parenting couples are in different parenting styles. Right. So you're more likely to have somebody in the balance category and somebody in a different category. And so you've got... What that's saying, the science is saying, is that a lot of the time, one of the parents might be carrying a bit more of the weight. Yeah, which probably which, is, yeah, that's the case. And that's making up for each other's strengths and weaknesses. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So um, so why don't we close it out there? And um, thank you for, for listening to the podcast, for sticking around to the end. Um, make sure that you're subscribing, if you haven't already. And uh, if you can take a couple moments. We'd really appreciate it. Go and rate and leave a comment. Um, specifically, leave a comment for the podcast. That would uh, that mean a lot for us. Um, check out the blog post too, flawdad.com. It's a great website. 
Graham's done an awesome job with it. Hey, thanks, There's Warren. Tons of information on there. Um, Working on it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. And then you can find us on Instagram at Flawed Dad Podcast, and uh, we look forward to connecting with you. Please do um, reach out to us at hello at flawedad.com if you want to send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. See you later. <laughs>